chickity chick chick chua chick chick check chick check chuck the the penis the penis the penis the the piano player <laughs> what do we got? We got a little, little saxophone back there. Yes. It's an alto sax. Yeah, what is that? A drummer? A little drummer? They must be behind us. Then we got the, the penis, the penis, the penis, the, penis, the, penis, the, uh, the piano player. Friends, neighbors, congressmen, senators, and hopefully the last president. Welcome, thank you for listening to Last Minute Politics. My name is Pepper Coyote. And I am Dragor. Hello! If you like what you are hearing today and in previous episodes, please consider giving us $1 on Patreon. If you are hearing us right now, that's because you gave us a dollar on Patreon. Discord people, they listen in live. We all sit in a room. This is the cabal that controls America. It is me, Dragor, <laughs> everyone who gave us a dollar on Patreon. It's only like 20 people, you see. So, so... When they always say the rich and powerful, we established at Dragon Show at MFF, you're rich. No, which I'm means not rich. I'm powerful. I'm... No, you're rich. <laughs> my name is. My, you my are name Pepper, Pepper. I'm Rich Coyote. Pepper, codename Rich. You're a dragger, codename Powerful. <laughs> and together we are the rich and powerful controlling the fandom. <laughs> we are the rich and powerful members of the fandom. I made a joke at a thing talking about. It's not that common. I don't want to overstate how much of an issue it is. Cause it's not really much of an issue. But occasionally, I, I find people who just me, be it boozy, boozy. It even more makes more sense because people hear lawyer and they're like millionaire. And it's like, well, he's not a corporate lawyer <laughs> uh, yet. I mean, currently, I don't know. Maybe he'll do that at some point. I make almost no money, but people assume because I do a lot of shows at a lot of cons that I must be. I don't know, like own my own plane. <laughs> among among even among like people I call friends, the gut reaction to equate Twitter following or social media presence with well, of course they must have money is a default for a lot of people. Well, in the marketplace of ideas, which is the only pl- social media and such, which is the only place we see most of these people, social capital is the same as currency. So I have a lot of social capital amongst the furries. That would be an accurate statement. I believe, or I shouldn't say, I previously have had a lot of social capital, but lately. (laughs) So, uh, Matt Ebel made a tweet that one of my normie high school friends found, and it was, all the furries are hungover and recovering from Furfest today, and AWS goes down. This tracks. So this got shared among my very non-furry high school friends, and one of them which if you're all listening, you know I'd call you a lib to your face, but the most lib of them goes, oh, and then he responded with a link to his SoundCloud, and I immediately asked, like, why are you looking down your nose at this? You... Music is a hustle, and one that mo- for most musicians sucks. Right, Pepper? <laughs> Look, if you're going to criticize the establishment, you better be a hobo that lives some that somehow occupies no space, consumes no resources, and is undetectable by all other humans because you will be criticized for it's the whole I want I want to change society somewhat, yet you participate in society. <laughs> I am very clever. Like that's it's just that repeated over. I try to like do funnier dunk versions of just that little fucking webcomic and I can't. It, you know what the capitalism is in that situation? SoundCloud that skims 
uh, value from its users while creating no music. Spotify, which skims value from its users while creating no art. Or Twitter.com. The- <laughs> wait, wait. There's, there's the flip side of it, too, because AWS did go down. So for anyone listening to this, this is one of Amazon's many U.S. East 1 massive outages. If you know what that means, they have different geographic Amazon- regions. Their Amazon Web own... Services runs most of the internet, in case you're like, Amazon, how does that affect? They run most of the internet. They run most of the servers that host the services that Capital guides yeah, you like to. Yeah, like consumer. This is, a, this is a thing I always want to The military isn't on. on Amazon Web Services yet. When, when <laughs> people say, so like Amazon doesn't run the internet, but they have a huge chunk of IPs and servers that they take far too much money for, for other people to run stuff on. Netflix be- basically runs on there. But the internet itself and all of that infrastructure, Amazon could go away forever now, and the internet as we know it, well, the internet as I know it is still there. Uh, so like things like finding each other, Google search, things like that, any search engine, you could still put in any domain name or IP address, and Amazon could be totally fucked. Now, if you're, your hosting is through Amazon, that won't work. But did you know, I'm hosting services out of my own house. <laughs> That's not down. <laughs> you're you're kind of pointing towards when I get into when I get into left meaning like Marxism. When I start talking about oh Karl Marx said blah blah, you'll get like well that was in year eighteen whatever that is no longer relevant to what we're talking about today. So there are some changes that need to be make that need to be made when you're thinking about this because he's writing about like coal factories and like the yeah. means of production was like a cotton gin. That is the means of production, the f- machine that makes the shit and like. You know, the means. Without that, you can't... What are Amazon Web Service servers in the 21st century? I would argue that's closer to what a Marxian means of production would be. If you own those servers, the websites that people actually want to see like can't exist because you can't get on them because they're all... You don't go to a website and go, this is an Amazon serve website. You'll have no freaking idea. No. They just happen to be the means upon which the website is built. Yeah, so I guess let's let's have some fun with what is and is not the means of production. How do you think of means of production in tech? Because it's been slightly obscured. So it's been obscured on purpose, but at a base level, uh, when you are, if you are me or even any vaguely technologically inclined person that wants to do something involving a computer... You own a computer, don't you therefore own the means of production and we're solved? I could, but all of it comes down to availability and support and what does an individual or even a small group have to do. I am not against paying for servers because the specific thing I do as someone who can support all of this stuff is I don't want to spend my time always doing that. I want to trade money or something else for someone who does that as their profession so I don't have to worry about it. When I run servers out of my house, if shit goes down... I either have to set up or move or do all of this disaster recovery shit, or I can use some pre-existing templates and I can go to Amazon, Google Cloud Compute, uh, Microsoft, Azure, or like 20 different other much smaller and but generally, you know, more user-friendly ones. You could produce your own electricity by building a tiny turbine in your backyard and then... Yes. But who's doing that? And like, it's not, well, and it's, <laughs> right? it's less efficient than building practical. a exactly. farm. So servers, that's actually a really you good. You can't have your own server in your house for your own website. That's fucking unfeasible. Well, unless the, you're the barrier site... of entry to do that, which is why I've said before, tech literacy, it's not that hard to run your own server anymore. It's just scale. 
you can't have a million users coming to the server in your back freaking in your back room necessarily i don't know how far our thing's getting so because <laughs> uh, that's what it used to be there is there's a service maybe you've heard of it have you heard of amazon Mail-inator? web no 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 have you have you heard of mailinator i've not heard of mailinator so a common thing is uh, every website on earth for 20 years now wants you to sign up for their shit through email and they're going to use that to basically track you harvest they're going to sell all of your information right so one of the biggest defenses you can do of that is never use the same email address anywhere. And if it's an account you genuinely don't give a shit about, there's this service called Mailinator where you can just put in an address that has never been typed in before. It will spin up. They will receive an email targeting it. They will automatically spin up an email box. You can go there and you can check it and it's very short-lived and you can make your account and then all their spam just goes to the ether. You never have to worry about it. This service was started well over 10 years ago, if not longer, and was serving many, many, many millions of users on one single hardware box that at this point was like 15 years old. Because you're describing a thing that isn't like YouTube, like doesn't have a lot of storage needs. Like if I wanted to make a video website, right, you can't just go, okay, sure, we'll keep our millions of hours of video content on my server in my house. Yeah, or, and now oh, I'm running an MMO. We'll keep all of our servers for fucking Final Fantasy 12 teen or whatever, just in my house. Like that's just unfeasible, right? For most applications. Well, it's not even so much most app. Most applications, I would say, are handled by one server, and it's as soon as you get into anything that requires compression that isn't text. So huge amounts of images is a lot easier for an individual to spin up a new Imgur or whatever the fuck easily enough. But YouTube, as you said, or any video hosting. You could have the most money on earth, and let's say you could have infinite money, but you could still be working on your personal computer, and unless you knew exactly how much storage you needed, even the person with infinite resources runs into, shit, this physical box configuration doesn't serve my needs, and I have to do something. So we've essentially just described why it is not feasible for all of us to just have our own little anarchist YouTubes. Correct. So, when we're talking about means of production and who owns them, do you does... S- what well what so are then the, it gets what do you to, consider the means of production for large consumer based let's even say just websites so <laughs> like, there are a lot of alternative video hosting things out there but then it gets down to discoverability yeah, you so at get, that point the means of production is the algorithm be it youtube in particular or google search or msn search you know who would agree that google's algorithm is their most valuable means of production google google is <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god if anyone ever st- the amount of fucking security around our algorithm, and they change it constantly. Woo. People, in, oh, the nuclear football. I think there's more security around the Google algorithm than there probably are the nuclear codes at this point. I mean, like, we technically had a dumb fuck deranged president that had access to the codes. Yeah. The check and balance there was there were military leaders that, like, they, they dropped the facade Look, a little bit. And they're Biden's like, only had a few months. Give him a bit. <laughs> give, him some, give that old dumb fuck some time. All right. Uh, I'm just going to start going through in random topic changing. This is this is a mainstream or no no this is a cancel corner I got a cancel corner cancel corner uh Marjorie Taylor Greene 
has Mayor, tweeted... What? She's canceled? But she's usually so nice. Democrats <laughs> want us censored, shut down, and imprisoned. Never apologize to Islamic terrorists, sympathizers, communists, or those who fund murder with our tax dollars. We're all in the same group? Ilan MN and the Jihad Squad are all three and are undeserving of an apology. Well, hold on a second. Let's just break down this tweet. Never apologize to Islamic terrorist sympathizers. Well, okay. I, I also would not if he was, <laughs> I guess, communist. Just don't apologize. We don't take it well. Or those who fund murder with our tax dollars. So the U.S. government. I will never apologize to the U.S. government. <laughs> Isn't it just weird how they try to do, like, they try to dog whistle. But if you look at it, you're like, are you talking about, like, the Marines? Yeah. What? <laughs> murder with tax dollars. And so then the, the quote tweet I saw was, hey, Twitter, what's it going to take for you to permanently ban this person? She's inciting violence against other members of the House of Representatives. And I'm like, should Twitter ban them according to their existing code of conduct? Yes. Is the, the actual institution of our government where an elected official is openly threatening another elected official, is there any repercussion that's going to happen there? No. You know that... Mar so Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you don't... She's a QAnon candidate. Like, she campaigns on, I am the craziest motherfucker ever. Put me in office. And her constituency said, yes, absolutely. Like, that's her base. You know how, how effed up our elections are. So it's not necessarily re representative of the will of the people in her district or whatever that means. But through our current shitty election system, she wins with this strategy. Her goal, if she got banned from Twitter, it probably would help her in her district because most of her district, they aren't even on Twitter. They hear yeah. about her mostly through either Fox or just direct mailing shit or just through Q sources. Like, I know what people are going for. We want consequences to happen because she's sitting in Congress and she's still sitting in Congress. Like, they're not going to kick her out of Congress, which would be an actual, you know, some kind of phony baloney consequence. So instead, what's the best we can hope for is that not even Jack Dorsey anymore because he quit. Some random motherfucker at Twitter says, eh, okay, I guess you're banned. Like, isn't the world better now that Trump's off Twitter? Hasn't your rent gone down and your food is free and you can get healthcare now and your student loans are dropping? As an Trump's individual, <laughs> as an individual, yes, it is better that Cheeto is not on Twitter. But that did nothing to address the systemic problems of how he got to be president it, to begin with. It has merely improved your Twitter user experience. Uh, yeah. That's it. So, like, as a Twitter, if your Twitter user experience was somehow connected to your uh, cost of living, it'd be a big win. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's I'm, just... I'm not there. I don't, I don't have, you know, a million followers yeah. where that 0.5% engagement converted to merch or Patreon or whatever. Now someone has to send you a link to what the ex-president said, and that's... <laughs> hey, we did it, everybody! We won! <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, lack of consequences, we talked oh about this before... Oh no. Uh, see what's on your screen. Yeah, I, we, I, we talked about it before, uh, but Tucker Carlson has revealed that it was his team working with Rittenhouse on a, quote, documentary, unquote, throughout the trial. And I don't need to watch or get into this video. All I need to go is... We're going to have Governor Rittenhouse in another 20 fucking years, aren't we? Anyone who is... I'm, this is another echo of the verdict of Rittenhouse, where if your gut reaction is nothing but outrage, you are feeding them. This was always going to happen. Tucker Carlson is the next, whether or not it's Tucker Carlson or not, a Tucker Carlson-like person is what comes after Cheeto. Cheeto made the template of 
shotgun approach. Keep saying whatever the fuck you want, and there's so much awfulness that none of it sticks. Tucker Carlson is a way better and much more proficient media personality who can actually, like, choose what he says and where. Cheeto, there was no real thought. The system just propped him up. Tucker Carlson's and people like them propped up Cheeto. But now you've made room for, well, it could just be Tucker. Or the, a Tucker. The, I don't know, good news, I say in massive air quotes, I used to I used to kind of think where I'm like, oh, if someone who knows how to wield the levels of power, levers of power gets into power, you know, the, what you just said about Trump, like Trump was dumb and that kind of helped. I don't even necessarily think that anymore because if Tucker Carlson went in and wanted to do anything that would disrupt the levers of capital, the actual constituents who are putting people into power and deciding who who gets to pull the levers of power, I don't think that much will even change because what business wants and needs has not changed. At some point, if your weird right-wing shit starts messing with business and business is the one that has all of the actual control, business will decide, yo, we need to go back to just our, our weird right-wing liberalism because profit margins. If, right. If we had President Tucker and Tucker wanted to do some fuck in truly out there, really weird shit that would really disrupt that many people's lives and actually disrupt business, commerce, trade, and people being able to buy shit on Amazon, it wouldn't happen. For some reason. Like, you see what I mean? Well, so, but that's not where I'm afraid. If you have a where, puppet guy where, in one way, you can have the puppet guy that... But, but where, where do we see the most dividing difference as far as playing out the game for When you say plebs? divide between who and who? Democrats and Republicans. The most social difference is the Republicans, as part of their culture war, is against every, everything minority and queer especially on the trans topic right now. And Democrats aren't as publicly against it, but they don't do anything really to protect it until their hand is forced Materially, once in a while. the train continues in the same direction that but, we don't what, want it to but go. But what do we see every time you have very strong Republican-controlled? Because a lot of them are, they're either playing to a Christian base or they are, they, they do hate the gays. Like, make no mistake, people in power... They care about money more than anything else, but after that, they don't want a queer person in the room with them. That's, that's true time and time again. Like, Peter Thiel, if all the billionaires could have their way, they would choose to not have Peter Thiel be in their billionaire in-group. But they care about money more than that. Should it ever get to that either Peter Thiel does not have the money, or there's enough of the billionaires that they can just send a message, teach a lesson. What was it? Uh, Martha Stewart goes to jail for insider training, but insider training, insider trading, but no white male does. That was to send a message. That's kind of a, a, a levels thing because the insider trading that Martha Stewart was doing is absolutely nothing compared to the insider trading of like actual, you know, bankers. Yes. They'll find like, it's really fun. That's, that's some like, uh, who is this? We, somebody brought up the whole like Al Capone text. Insider Me, trading yeah. thing for you from last yeah. time. Where at first I'm like, yeah, it's what they could get him on. And you're like, no, it's because they needed to not get him on anything that would then implicate all of the governors, mayors, <laughs> and senators in Illinois who were completely fine with all of the crime he was doing. It's that he was cutting in on the profits of their crime. <laughs> That's kind of where I get when all on on a. I think that the Democrat and Republican of div, divide is mostly artificial 
outside of people's heads. There's a lot of what people think, and there's wedge issues that get people motivated. And I think you can get a lot of people, like a lot of voters, even like on camera screaming, the fucking girl, the insert whoever is like ruining the hood, like this particular wedge issue. I think it does get people to the polls. I think when you get things down to truly material uh, issues, such as hating gays never pays anybody's rent, whether the gays are winning or losing. Hating gays never gets anybody clean water, whether the gays are winning or losing. It, you see where I'm going yes. with this? Yes. The, the gay win-lose doesn't actually affect anyone's life. Ignoring lynchings, <laughs> Jesus. Like, besides that, on a day-to-day -day basis, if we're all moving towards the material good of all working people, whether or not those individual working people at the beginning of the fight love or hate the gays or think right or wrong, whatever that means, I'm still on the side of those working people. If there is a strike, and some of the people in that strike do not agree with me on everything politically, the material win of better working conditions for everyone in that factory, and then everyone in that community, then everyone in that hopefully state, it works. It's not saying that it will solve everyone's hatred, but it sure gives us the opportunity to work on only their hatred and not, all right, so we need to get you drinking water, somewhere to live, clothing, like... Until you have your hierarchy of needs base pyramid done up, I have a hard time prioritizing individual bumpkins bigotry. Yeah. I like that. Fucking cut out how I just said that. I'll never say it that cleanly again. I love it. The, <laughs> the, way, I, the way I'm continuing to move towards it is I don't like saying that the Democrats don't do anything for queer folk because I find that to be factually untrue, but the divide is, here's how I'm moving to shape an argument in, on this topic, is the thing that's happening uh, only on an individual level and does nothing to address the system, or is it addressing the system? So the Democrats supporting the gays, they don't really do much of anything to support the system except once in a great they while. They the opposite of what I just said. They don't address the material, they only address the individual bigot. And the exceptions are... Which doesn't even address them. Well, so like. two parts. One, by a function of the Democrats and Republicans want this division. They want fighting between the sides, which means... I would means say Capital wants those things, and capital, Democrats and Republicans yes. both play for them. So yeah. I agree. Capital wants the... Everyone fights. Keep them fighting, which is why you have Democrats and Republicans doing what they do. They decided do. two teams for us, yes. gave them to us, and we went, I pick red team, I take blue team, fuck you! And, <laughs> and the reason the Democrats... Ultimately, and it didn't need to be Democrats either, but the reason one of them embraced, embraced, I'm doing air quotes for an audio only thing. Fuck me. I always do this. The reason the Democrats moved on it is because if no one did anything, there were riots, there were uprisings. So they had to deal with the energy of there's enough queer people that they're causing a ruckus. So that's why the Democrats, and occasionally, do something for it. That's why Don't Ask, Don't Tell gets repealed. That's why you get some form of marriage equality, Remember, don't ask, but don't not tell. legally. Don't Ask, Don't Tell at the time was a move forward for LGBT rights amongst Democrats. So I lived... Uh, they called it that. They were like, well, don't we have ask, to... Don't Ask, Don't Tell was a, move, no gays. was a move forward universally. <laughs> it still wasn't the best or right thing to do, but it absolutely was better than what came before it. We went from no gays is the rule to don't ask, don't tell, meaning you can be a gay, but just shut the fuck up about it, which is not better materially, but it is better symbolically you see what i'm getting at and everyone hates it now they were like what the hell clinton it's like no at the time clinton was seen as a progressive 
yes. for doing, for not just saying, fuck all gays out of the military. But then, here's the big, going down the chart of brain sizes to the biggest brain one. Uh, no one should be in a, a military out that is sent out to kill and die for corporate interests in foreign nations. Hey! That's the real answer. <laughs> like, I don't want trans people in the military. I want no fucking military in the way it exists now. So, in a way, we've talked about that. Uh, the Democrats' support, I used to think, was actually a tangible support for Roe v. Wade and women bodily autonomy. And I shared this link in the chat and it's biden in 2006 video i do not view abortion as a choice and a right catholic uh when joe biden voted to let states overturn roe v wade new york times article wedge issue nancy pelosi democratic candidates should not be forced to toe party line on abortion it's a wedge issue you want your votes klobuchar we need to build a big tent for anti-abortion Democrats. And what do we have now? No canceling, uh, no removal of the filibuster, no packing of the courts, courts continuing to push Trump policies packing and su- Republican policies. Meaning some packing the Supreme Court, because right now you're like, what do you do about the Supreme Court? Well, and many times there is precedent for exp- the Supreme Court started with, what, three people? Five? Whatever. There, there is no number in the Constitution, so you can make it any right. number you want. And that's how, uh, like, Nordic countries end up with a Supreme Court of over 100 people. It's because you just end up adding more and more. And it, it does, in a weird way, make it kind of dem- more democratic, right? If, you have, if we eventually, everyone in the country is a Supreme Court justice, it'll be very democratic. <laughs> so, well, so this is a topic that we Can we are- do that? Don't change the Constitution. Just make every American citizen... A Supreme Court justice. And no. We all, we all get to rule on no. this shit. That's I how we do it. I don't want Joe Schmo without direct a democracy. Sense of, I don't want de- direct democracy. You don't want direct democracy. court cases. Are you a commie or not? You don't want direct democracy. What the fuck are you talking about? Yes, you do. You don't want everyone to vote, Dragor? I hate that you just did this. Well, here we are. Everyone's a Supreme Court justice. That was, <laughs> I like how I started on the premise of every American is born a Supreme Court justice and Dragor is on the defensive somehow. My premise was everyone gets to be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> Pepper okay. has just exemplified why left versus right fighting in mainstream media is fucking worthless. What I'm, I know, because there's no actual disagreement <laughs> on fucking anything. <sighs> what you actually do for your direct democracy, this is... What I would propose, uh, replace either, replace one of our three branches right now with essentially the office of the proletariat where everyone gets to vote, and that's one of them. So, oh, Congress, uh, like, Senate, whatever, is doing a thing. Well, the the House of the Proletariats have decided we should do this, so now you gotta fucking deal with that. Like, you know, change.org or whatever? Yeah, Imagine if that was an actual co-equal branch of the government, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Then we would we would have uwu on our flag. Yeah. I'm all for it. Uh, there'd be dicks everywhere. Obama would have had to answer for several like movie sequels. Remember, <laughs> those all got, like there was a change.org to change one of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna do rapid fire of shit yeah. the proletariat has to deal with. Uh, so this one is, and there's a linked article. It We're pretty is, far into this episode for me to go. Dragor is, I've, I've deigned them as topic master for the day because we recorded last Wednesday. And since then I have only been traveling and I have no computer. I'm at their place. Yeah. Uh, work was interesting and I was not able to get this better together than I wanted, Define but here we better. go. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> better than what? 
a person uses self-checkout, is accused of shoplifting, and arrested. The case is eventually dismissed, but Walmart demands a $200 settlement fee from them, more than the cost of the groceries. Tell you what, I would love to know the demographics of these people. My thing is, if, if Walmart accuses you of shoplifting, you just walk out, unless they have a cop who's like already there. You just leave. Walmart can't legally detain you. Correct. And then if they decide to try and physically detain you, then that whole case gets a little flipped, doesn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> then you get to sue them for assault. Walmart so, tackled okay. me. Like. Let's let's review because this really hasn't changed. Uh, Fry's Electronics is where this really came to prominence for a lot of people, uh, at least among my peers in the tech center. Fry's Electronics was this huge big box. You can get everything there. They even had, like, a breadboard and soldering stuff. It was a really cool place when it first opened. We had them up until two years ago in Phoenix. But, you know, they overextended capital and shit the bed, all that jazz. But it doesn't matter. Uh, You would go through their huge checkout, and then there would be a receipt checker at the end. And a lot of people would just, by default, comply. And then myself and others did a lot of reading, and it turns out you've paid for it at the checkout. That property is yours. You signed no agreement. There is no state agreement that can implicitly force checking it on you. The only place where this is different is for any membership place. So if you get kicked out of pissing at Costco, they can. All, they also legally, you have signed saying you legally consent to them checking your receipt. Do whatever you want. Yeah, you're a like, member. We have rules they can change whenever we want them to change. That issue aside, yes, Costco and what's the other one? Sam's Club can do that. Best Buy tries doing this, Walmart tries doing this, and all you have to do is say no thanks. And now I do this regularly. I say no thanks as I'm walking out, and it starts a fight almost every time. Now, fries... Just keep walking and hold your receipt, unless they're going to physically stop you. They try, <laughs> in which case I go, touch me again, and that's, a, that's assault, and then they get scared. Uh, but seriously, don't let people check your receipt. You are legally not obligated once you give... Once you, it, this is the whole premise. Once you fucking buy it, it is yours. Right. And who who is put at the front line to deal with this shit? Uh, minimum is the, wage. Is people. it the manager who checks your no. receipt? Is it the owner who checks your receipt? Is it the CE? Whatever the fuck. Absolutely not. They send us out there to be fucking bodyguards to go. For, what I'm saying is, if you are a receipt checker at your job, and let in even even if it's gonna get you fired, let people steal. <laughs> yes. Let people steal things. And uh, people who are trying to steal things, try not to get any employees fired as you steal things. You know what I mean? Like, I got to be it's honest only with you. Us. Okay. I won't go out of my way to try, but the sheer nature of doing this will get people fired, and that's not my fault. I am not going to be compliant to capital to protect someone's shitty job. Yeah, you were fired either way. It's Speaking just... <laughs> of shitty jobs, uh, Raven Software, a game maker and publisher, uh, a bunch of people in the quality assurance department at Raven Software were promised for months that Activision, the parent company, was working towards a pay restructure to increase their wages. Uh, on December 3rd, one by one, valuable members of the team were called into meetings and told they were being let go. These were people that were asked to relocate to Madison, Wisconsin to work there, and they are out of a job on January 28th. This is Activision. You know how much money they're making these days? It's an Activision subcontractor called, yeah, called Raven, which we bring up because it is from Wisconsin, which is not super far from Chicago. So when we talk about these tech labor abuses, like, it's not just, it is... It, it's easy if you are not a tech employee to think of tech employees as being either bougie or automatically like white collar or freaking labor aristocracy or like mini little bougie people. 
there are so many working class tech people. I mean, if you live in a, if you work in a freaking call center, you are a working class tech person. If you are data entry, if you are quality assurance testers, those are the people who see the hits first because they make the hit game. And if you have to start doing layoffs, you start from the bottom and work your freaking way up. And with this time, the extra special uh, layer of, oh, no, 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 don't quit. We're working on a raise. Don't quit. We're working on a raise. Oh, you're all fired. Yes. If you want more detail on this, uh, James Stephanie Sterling, Jim Stephanie, you search Jim Sterling, but they're going through a transition right now. Jim Sterling did a, a much more detailed and uh, funny video on Raven Software. Yeah. Just type in Jim Sterling into your It came out after I linked it, that tweet yeah, and funny. everything. But yeah, go ahead either way. Uh, another one. More than $100,000 of cash seized after canine officer at Dallas Love Field Airport sniffs out bag. Uh, basically, this is just another civil asset forfeiture thing where oh, I'm looking at the article. Yeah, it's like five total sentences. Yeah, there's it's nothing. Like a dog smelled a bag, and then they took all. The, they took a hundred thousand dollars. Like, well, what if you don't necessarily have to be doing a crime to have cash on yourself? And if you talk about civil asset forfeiture, that would be the cops essentially being able to take anything they want from you for any reason. The and... the legal thing that they do and look up. Uh, uh, what's his face on last week? Oh, Joe, Joe Biden is the one who voted to make sure asset forfeiture is as strong as it is today. Yes. Back in the seventies, our current president, most progressive. Did you know he's the most progressive president of all time? I'm going to cheer when a lot of these people die. Well, it's only about 10 more years because he's fucking 80, isn't he? Yeah, he's something like 78. that. 78. Uh, but what was it? Uh, John Oliver last week tonight uh -huh. has an extended segment for free on YouTube, I hate my that I Democrat, have to say this. <laughs> my Democrat state rep, not even like the one who's in D.C., meaning my like state level yes. representative, mine, Democrat, voted against all the Republicans to guarantee increased asset forfeiture uh, rules. Because the Republicans are like, the cops shouldn't be able to just take your shit. And the, I'm like... The Republicans have to go with, no, that's your cash, because their base really, really believes in that one. Uh, yeah, and this is a situation where this fucking us versus them, red versus blue nonsense you get a bunch of Democrats going, yes, police, take my stuff. We are the party of defunding the police, but we want to give them all of our money. We want to make it legally allowable for them to just essentially the, rob us in the street. And we, do you know the legal mechanism, like the actual specific language? Civil asset forfeiture allows the police to essentially open a case, and it's not just cash. They can open a case against the property, and you as the owner cannot stand in against it, which means the police in perpetuity can just hold that thing regardless of the outcome because items don't have rights you have rights and, and your oh, rights and do you not do come into play because it is not you who is in trouble it is your stuff yes so imagine uh, if instead of suing you who has rights and a right to a lawyer and representation all this shit instead i could just sue your shoes which i want so, and if i win the court case i get your shoes and you aren't allowed to defend your shoes in any way and the judge is paid by me <laughs> <laughs> Me and the judge are good friends. We both love shoes. <laughs> and we rule in favor of the police against a pair of 2018 Nike Air Jordans. Uh, similarly related... Excuse me. Uh, there oh, is legislation that I'm sure won't make it. Or maybe it will because <laughs> it's the kind this of thing... Is a, this is a fucking headline. Legislation would bar warrantless searches and you're like wait a second don't we already bar warrantless searches <laughs> it's like are you a fool 
<laughs> well, no, because there are provisions for the fucking drug war that do make it legal. Yeah. So when we say we bar warrantless searches, that comes with a lot of asterisks. So after I say bar warrantless searches, what's the rest of that one? Uh, in Missouri, based solely on the smell of marijuana. I smell weed. Let me in your car. Oh, I'll kill you if you try to stop you me. You know how many <laughs> we are the times police. the police have murdered people because they quote-unquote smell weed, weed, but hey, it's a black person driving, so, you know. I smell black people. I mean weed. Get out of your car so I can <laughs> shoot you. <sighs> uh, Look, Nixon thought he was going to get all the hippies with weed. No, not just hippies. And it the was, black people it, with crack. It was weed, too. Those were the simultaneous... Well, oh, I'm just saying the idea in Nixon's head, not what is reality. Oh, in well. their head, it's like we'll get. I fucking hate hippies. Weed. I fucking hate black people. Uh, let's invent this thing called crack and distribute yeah, it amongst yeah. the fucking. Hey, CIA, you've been having fun, right? That's a conspiracy theory. I, that that has not yet been confirmed. But I, wouldn't it be crazy when we're like 60? It's like. The government has now admitted to distributing crack cocaine. Okay. Like, I it, thought it is all but proven. Like uh, they've yeah, never admitted yeah. it, but there's all like, but proven is sure a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> That's our title right there. All but proven sure is a phrase. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Do not attack me, government, yet. Uh, I'm not ready. Next <laughs> in being getting fucked is the proletariat. Uh, this person worked on King of the Hill, the animated show by Mike Judge, for six years. Uh, they, have paid zero, they have been paid zero dollars in residuals because they were not a writer. So, like, the reason I bring this up is... Uh, one of the writers shares how they're still getting paid hundreds of dollars in monthly residuals for episodes they wrote over a decade ago. This is what artists in the Animation Guild deserve, too. So there's a Writers Guild of America. There's many guilds, especially... There's a, one of the last places... This is why we talk about regularly. Wrestlers try and get at least one movie or TV credit because then it gets them into a guild that has way more protections than being a wrestling contractor does. You gotta get your freaking SAG card, and then yep. suddenly they can't just fuck you over all the time. But, uh, and we continue to talk about, people in the animation side, be it traditional or computer-based, don't. And you especially see a lot of outsourcing. The Simpsons have been outsourcing their animation for more than they've in-housed it. To exotic locales like London and Vancouver and well, Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, there well, are faraway weird... Well, like so there's multiple studios. <laughs> so they use slave labor for all the in-between scenes, but they use these bigger, nicer studios because they realized, well, if they just completely do all of it, it looks too shitty. So heard... they have to do just enough to make sure, like, okay, people aren't going to get mad at the quality, but here, all right, now we can we can skim... Off people's labor for was the in between. Or some another tech person who was like, "Well, they're essentially paying because we're American. Like they're paying for America devs, not because we don't have the same skill set as Me. a Chinese dev, but because you know the people doing it are native English speakers who natively get American culture for an American product. So like just little, all these little in idiosyncrasies that make you go, is this a foreign animation job? Yeah. Just aren't there. So they for now still it's still more it's valuable to pay." People in Vancouver, what, London. The okay, this is let's let's try and come up with a term for this that I'm sure already exists, and if someone they knows would it, love right? to send this to the middle of Bangladesh. Is yeah. what I'm saying. So okay, we have the idea of uncanny valley for essentially any reproduction drawing, what have you, that's really close, but isn't, and your brain goes, that's not right. So what is what is like the the Cultural imposter equivalent. Localization. Localization. The unca a... uncanny... Localization uncanny valley is really what they're trying <laughs> to prevent. It looks like a burger, but hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
hmm, why is the cheese? Hmm. There's there's <laughs> this uh, after school special that claims to be filmed in a suburb of Chicago, and there's palm trees. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the the first Halloween movie. It's supposed to be take place like here, and it's in L.A. And they do a very good job of making it not look like it's in L.A. until you see the high school where all the lockers are like on the outside of yeah. the building. You're yeah, like. Rick- what happens when it snows? No. <laughs> Aren't they in fucking like Wisconsin right now or some shit? Uh, another quick one. Kickstarter will move its crowdfunding platform to blockchain. What does that even fucking mean? It, it means they're... Who what? the fuck knows? Okay, you're a tech person. Reading just that headline, thinking of what Kickstarter is. Kickstarter is a place where we, we fundraise to do a project. What does blockchain... Do- okay, so blockchain is the underlying technology that enables a lot of different things. It's the so idea that the numbers is- are all publicly available. Is it so we can publicly see where to keep people from scamming on pledges? Where is oh, my the short version of my question is how usefully what what will the blockchain do that improves Kickstarter? Is my question. So okay, if if Kickstarter is moving when they say moving to blockchain, meaning they're basically going to invent their own coin, because like all your different coins are all different blockchains. Mm-hmm. So if they do their own coin and they, you know, mine and keep their primary Starter reserve, coin. fish people to go. Oh, if you're in early, you can mine your own, and it's true, you can. Uh, they will do all of that, and basically, they just want to fully walled garden and control. Uh, the NFT stuff is right away available. So if Dragor, you have some you have actual expertise in this realm, but I want to think. I'm trying to think in the way that investors think, and investors are people who do not necessarily have tech background, and they just know that blockchain is like a thing that is it's a word and money, and then NFT. That also explains like how NFTs have gone how they are because it's supposed to be like it's art assets, but the people who don't give a shit about NFTs are artists, and the people who love NFTs are banker scammer dudes. So NFTs <laughs> is basically just pyramid scheme stuff, but like... Which are actual... on a blockchain, right? NFTs are on a blockchain of some kind? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So an NFT is essentially just an address. It's a series. It's a special number Within the that blockchain? is a pointer. And the blockchain verifies who owns that thing. And that the address. only thing you get when you buy at that address. But... A digital art piece you can just copy those bytes it doesn't True. matter who the owner is but you could prove in a roundabout way to whoever i guess cares who the quote-unquote true owner yes is. so the reason the reason nfts are going to continue to become a popular thing because let's say you are epic games epic games gives out digital keys and then people can do whatever the fuck they want to resell and which what we already have, have which is if you buy shit within an epic game Yes. So what if instead you don't have the Epic Games Store, you just have this decentralized tech that's still owned by Epic because they own 51% of the servers. And then you somehow have to convince every other video game maker in the world to like support. Not every other video game (laughs) maker, but if you build a game whose DRM is built on top of NFT and validating proof of stake against a blockchain, then you can control... Basically, they're trying to come after the secondary market. I've seen so a game what, that is what you just described, and it does exist. Is it called, is it Open Sourcea? There's this guy, Dan Olson, who is folding ideas on uh, YouTube, and their YouTube account is, their first thing they started where I saw this was, I found, like, every NFT scam on Discord that spams me, I'm jumping in. I'm joining these servers, and he's joined as many as he possibly can. And in it, now, apparently, there is some 
horrible MMO that oh, yeah, takes yeah, yeah, yeah. NFTs. No, no, no. That's different. That's different. What They've GameStop... Actually, okay. They're trying the idea you're describing. Like, someone is like, we've done it. We've made a game where you can bring your NFTs and use them. So, that... I would say that is different. That's trying to make use of existing NFTs. And... <laughs> but each NFT, like... Okay, but... There isn't one universal yeah, authority of exactly. NFTs. Each blockchain is its own one. So you but could have the steam. But that's not what people think. No, not at all. <laughs> people but, think I can just plug okay, this shit into let me, let me finish Skyrim the metaphor. tomorrow. The thing the investors are probably looking at is the secondary market. So for things like games and GameStop, where this is really common, and Epic is going to start doing this, is if I buy a game and I just have a generic key or what have you, I can just give that to someone else and they can go call support and go, hey, this key isn't working. And like, mm, someone else has it. Like, well, I got the physical media and here's the box. So you can do it. If that key is registered on a blockchain, all of a sudden you control the secondary market. And if the only way to exchange NFTs is through a service you control. So imagine if instead of having all these different banks and rules for ACH transfers, Chase was its own money system. Uh, Harris Bank was its own money system. The Fifth and Third was its own money system. Hundreds. It's the 1800s <laughs> for game keys. People are just, just. I saw some person who's like an actual, like somebody who kind of gets both in, like you know, finance and tech to a degree. And it's like it's really fun watching NFT people speed run and and uh, what is it? FTC regulations. Yes. Like all of. The <laughs> All of the banking system is getting speed run created around NFT and NFTs and Bitcoins because all of these very obvious rules are just coming up again in a new flavor. Like, it's like, oh, you invented a bus. It's like, oh, you invented a uh, money laundering, but it's NFTs. Yeah, that's still illegal. Alkali, <laughs> Alkali Bismuth said the greatest thing to me on the topic of, I think it was when Diablo 3 came out before they shut down the market. The market. And so <laughs> there was one game that Alkali had an open was, market. There were several, but the the main thing is uh, Alkali was talking about the Diablo three market, and I look at him and I go, "You're just doing everything we already made illegal, aren't you?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." He knows all the money moves. Yeah, and just can do them with it. And he just he starts <laughs> listing out. It's like, well, if you do this and you do it this way, and you have enough resources, then you can do this and you can do this. And He's you a can commodities the trader, and the commodity is swords and spells. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Olson's my favorite quote from this. He's like, NFT supporters be like, imagine like you win a fucking tournament with whatever sword and then you can like rent someone else that sword. And he's like, yeah, we'll flip that. Now imagine a game where you have to rent your fucking sword. No one wants to play that. That's awful. Like there is no good game that will come out of this. Hey. But what you just described, being able to take your digital purchase and DRM that shit you... Making blockchain into DRM, I could definitely see that happening. It's already in the works. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, not only is... So, we've talked about the GameStop shenanigans, and we haven't really talked about that in a while, right? This benefits them. One of the things that they're floating around is, so they're getting caught with having more shares being exchanged than were issued. And it's at some point, it's going to come to a head where they have to pay out something. And what they're going to try and do is, through blockchain, NFTs, and their own coin, try and pay me for what they owe me with a fake fabrication money. of fake money, and I have to hope to be able to actually be able to cash out. Then now, you can owe your soul well, to the company coin. But, but what happens when everyone tries to cash out at the same time, and then all of a sudden you bring a class action case to the government going, 
Well, they gave what they they didn't give us anything. They didn't pay us enough script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, this really is just reinventing the. Li- uh, we keep reading theory and fucking Marx many times. Be like, look, capital is just gonna. They kind of repeat the same dumbass cycle, and then they fuck up. Help, and then the government helps them. Then it restarts the same dumbass cycle. Then they fuck up. Help, that cycle has gone from happening every fifty to every forty, thirty, twenty to every fucking month now. There's a a and this NF the through. I, I don't want to just treat NFTs like they're the word Voldemort and like, oh, haha, I hate them because all of my friends hate them. This is just money tricks. They've run out of normal money tricks, so they invented a form of fake money to then redo all of those exact same classic but, money tricks well, with a bunch of people classic, who don't know what's happening. When you say classic, the important distinction is classic in the sense of gold-backed currency. Why? Because they are trying to introduce scarcity. And you can't. Well, and that's in what a real the blockchain. Way, well, right, and that's what the blockchain fake is. Fate, well, artificial scarcity, which is a capitalist thing. They're the, making digital the tech, the, artificial. The tech, the tech distinction I will give <laughs> is the blockchain is a mathematical construct. So what you use it for, that's where things go wrong. But like having a blockchain where it gradually gets exponentially or logarithmically harder as you go it's just a math function that has that property it's once people try to apply that to currency and trade that they have introduced artificial scarcity but that might blockchain we haven't seen it yet but that might be the correct algorithm for a bunch of use cases but we haven't gotten there yet i think the core technology of the idea of hey we have tech when uh crypto was first kind of explained to me as a concept as to like why it could have any kind of benefit. The idea of, well, no, everyone's bank account balances are kind of just like out there. So theft becomes sort of impossible because if someone just, because right now money is numbers in a bank, is numbers on a spreadsheet or on a computer. So if every, if, if there is some essentially just a big ass public ledger where then yes. if I was like, haha, I, I snuck in and changed your number. Well, the big public ledger is going to be like, no, his number's at five. It's still at five. No, like do you, do you your know, number was at six. Do you, you know don't how, get to be seven now. You're still a six. Do you know how to uh, get away with it? Get away with theft on a blockchain? Not get away with theft because it's technically not theft. Fraud altering the blockchain without someone noticing? It's not without someone noticing. <laughs> All you need to do is introduce enough agents so you have 51% of verification. Verification. <laughs> so, okay. So that's called, like, that's literally called, in tech circles, that's called a 51% attack, and that has happened on smaller blockchains already. But we see how this technology could be used for good, to decrease fraud and people fucking each other over. Could, under the current means of production, capitalism, what will it be used for? Money laundering and just keeping the whole, oh, wow, stocks is basically a big casino. It's like, oh, you think that's fucking fake? Let me make money even faker. (laughs) Bitcoin and NFTs exist to make currency as fake as human. It's a study. How fake can currency be? It's gone from being gold, which is only useful for, like, I don't know, electrical conduction. It's shiny. It's pretty. To then paper bills to represent gold. To paper bills that represent trust. To numbers that represent paper bills that represent trust. To numbers that represent numbers. How fake and abstract can currency get before we decide it's kind of silly and maybe we should... Maybe fix our financial system to be not uh, what it is. <laughs> so I guess uh, 
Topic Master, we're going to your thing. So this is my core top. The only thing I definitely wanted to talk about, and it's not even the specific case, as usual, it's the implications for the rest of the electoral system. In Seattle right now, we don't know how this vote is going to go, but currently, as I speak, there's a recall election in Seattle for a city council person named, ooh, Kashama uh, Sawant. K-S-H-A-M-A, Kashama, I assume. Sawant. And uh, they've been a city council person in Seattle for a bit, and they've faced recalls like this before, if I'm not wrong, from what I've read. And they are a self-identifying socialist. And the really weird thing is seeing all these people on Twitter who are self-proclaimed democratic socialists who are saying, you know, they're a little extreme for me. And I'm like, is this a psyop? Or are DSA yes. people truly that fucking, like, not with it? Also, yes. <laughs> you cannot tell. I, I legitimately had have a friend who, at the time, their reason for supporting, supporting Joe Biden was because Bernie's too old. Mm. Like, they bought, they, they bought that propaganda they, hook, line, and sinker. And they know that that's essentially untrue because those two are the same age? Yeah, but Bernie, <laughs> like, Bernie had that me? mild heart attack. I, I see Biden have a mild stroke every time he tries to reduce student loans. And... <laughs> oh, it's giving him way oh too my much God, credit. That was, loony. that was like fucking Woody Woodpecker almost. <laughs> so, like... Getting into it's hard to know unless I'm not a Seattleite. I don't have like direct experience with this person. I don't know how true the socialism moniker they've attached to themselves, but I do know they uh, have been criticized for supporting things like rent control. They uh the so the way recalls work in Washington State, as far as I can tell, is a judge has to approve it. That's why they keep bringing up charges against, and the judge has to go. Yes, those are worth recalling. The other thing the judge did was make it was eliminate the uh spending cap of PACs, political action committees, for her opposition. So her opposition is now allowed to raise unlimited money uh, w with super PACs, which, as everyone knows, allow you to hide the sources of those donations. Public donations we can find are from people who do not want things like rent control. It seems to be a large corporate opposition, so I am knee-jerk inclined to support her. <laughs> because, and and wow. what, is, what is the number one thing even... Democrat lib shit people. I've NIMBY. seen a lot of them. You, for for our listeners, if you have seen NIMBY or heard NIMBY, N I M B Y, do you know what that means? It means not in my backyard. And rent control means the pores can be live near, near you. your nice house, your backyard, even possibly in your backyard. There could be poor people. Unbelievably. Oh, you want a nice new green power plant? Yeah, they might have to build that next to you. Oh, you want to abolish prisons? Yeah, where all those prisoners go could indeed be your community. And I tend to think that's bullshit, except for when it comes from, you know, the, the wealthy of a community who get to make those types of decisions are usually not representative of the entire community. And I don't think, I, I think if we had some, if we had actual democratic control over the shit, because I am usually not asked on issues like this. Are you asked? Most of us are not. So, I, I don't want to go nimbyism to the point where I'm blaming members of a community for their own abuse. Because, hey, hey uh, a, lot of, a lot of shit gets built that I do not get to nimby off. Uh, like, government facilities and uh, corporate facilities. Like, if Kellogg's wants to build a fucking factory next to me, I don't get to nimby it away. <laughs> so, I don't think that same logic should be applied to when poor people move into a neighborhood and going, ah, all these dicks in this one server just fucking all hate 
poor people. <laughs> That's very, very rarely the case, unless it's unless it's a neighborhood that is so uh, saturated with point one percenters that like there's not that many of them. The other thing to note is uh, I posted a bunch of these links in the chat, and the SeattleTimes.com news article itself is absolutely devoid of any actual. Can you, find the, can you find the judge charge? Because I said that charges have to be gone. One of the charges that I'm certain of is uh, they let in a bunch of Black Lives Matter protests yeah. into, the, like, into a government building during COVID precautions. And it's like... So there was that. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, first accused of using over $1,700 in city resources to support a proposed tax Amazon ballot initiative oh my God. and acting out of compliance with public disclosure requirements Imagine related if Amazon, to those expenses. Imagine if Amazon could counter with $1,800 in money to... Uh... Yeah, but you know what happened? <laughs> uh, she settled with the Seattle Ethics and Elections Commission for twice the amount spent. So she paid double a fine of what they accused her of dirty moneying, which the amount is $1,000. $700 yes. if you would take the accusation as being completely true at face value. And that was to do what? An initiative to increase taxes on Amazon? So someone used public money as a way to get more public money from... What I'm saying is ethically <laughs> I have absolutely no fucking problem with this. If you want to spend $10,000 of government money to get Amazon to pay its proper tax bracket, it will be a good investment. Uh, the the nitty gritty <laughs> and what they're going with is it wasn't reported it's not correctly. Proper. And oh. seven oh my god, seventeen hundred dollars in unreported money. This shit needs to be taken care of. She should be stoned biblically. Oh my god, I can't believe someone would I'm, use seventeen hundred dollars in unreported money. What is her opposition's political action committee spending, I wonder? Probably far less than seventeen hundred dollars in unreported properly money. Political Action Committee, which specifically exists to make sure you don't have to report your fucking money. Okay, so what I'm saying is these charges may be a bullshit and not, <laughs> not actually warranting a recall because it sounds like the recall effort is trying to recall her for a thing she did that her opposition did 100-fold more up. So we've got that. We've got the... And this yes. is taking this at face value, assuming everything they're saying is true. Uh... Then, on top of that, yes, uh, disobeying COVID-19 orders by unlocking City Hall to hundreds of protesters on they one occasion. Protesters. Uh, she does not deny opening City Hall, but says the action did not violate any laws and was pivotal to local participants of the Black Lives Matter movement. So, there was, this is kind of like how many states or cities or whatever had the, you must wear a mask and you can only have so many people but there is zero legal repercussions if you disobey it was that and so she saw this and went oh well okay <laughs> this is what it basically boils down to is uh if an individual restaurant went ah well i'm gonna open to everyone and do all this just in the name of because i need or to stay open even that, pay right, let's let's not even say an individual restaurant because you those usually are working class. But let's say Walmart decides to do this and go, nah. They said we have to be at ten percent capacity. Fuck it, all of it. W what's going to happen? Nothing. And we would all point to Walmart is evil and bad in this case. But this was during the protests where it wasn't about, oh, but we're going to put all these people together to disobey COVID. It was, oh, 
we we as BIPOC people would like to not get murdered by the police and we need to make a statement and that requires going to the Capitol, it requires going to City Hall. Remember when anti-mask protesters were literally busting in windows in government buildings at about the exact same time, yes. summer 2020, and uh, I don't know how many city council people have been removed for I, whatever. I don't but know. I think some relatively orderly people entered a government building in July and... Can you imagine a more stupid trumped up? We got it. We got to figure out a charge. Um, okay. July, 2020, they let some protesters in a government building. Uh, the third charge was accusing her of leading a protest march to Mayor Jenny Durkin's house. Leading a pro- Though Durkin's like a address move. is protected by a state confidentiality program <gasps> because of her past work as a federal prosecutor. They let them know where the mayor lives. Fucking based alert. Give me me fucking based congressperson. What's her name? Well, Sawant. That's awesome. If you aren't allowed to know where the fucking king lives, tell everyone where the fucking king lives. You're the mayor. I'm sorry. You've just forfeited your whatever privacy rights. You're the mayor of goddamn Seattle. Yes. We get to know where you live and we get to protest your house. Well, Seattle tear gassing. So two things. One, she admits (laughs) to participating in the march, but denies having organized the event and claims she did not know where the march was headed. So she just it was like advertised on Facebook and in an email announcement before the event as March on the Mayor's Mansion, organized by Democratic Socialists of America. And like that's so even a, DSA a group. protest, the group who currently says she should be recalled, I guess, or members of which say some members of some which members. who aren't who some probably blue might check. A- some blue check mark members. Yes. I'm saying the people who get emphasized like hell on the first tweet that popped up for me about this was a blue check person saying, you know, I'm in the DSA and like this isn't some crazy this we need to not think about this as the right wing gaining a lot of ground in Seattle. I'm like, I think that's exactly what you're trying to do. Uh we should think of this as like I'm on the left of uh, I I'm a leftist, I'm DSA, and I think she's going too far. And I'm like, well, you gotta examine some of your views and find like resolve your cognitive dissonance. They're, they openly embrace it. So the other part is the reason the confidence, the address was protected was because of past work as a federal prosecutor. <laughs> one of you. the number one people <laughs> in any job where like when, when I say, when, when many people say ACAB, all cops are bastards, you know, fuck the cops. When you get to federal prosecutor, that's like worst of the worst you're a mega cop you take plea deals of innocent people to keep your ratios i mean that's true of every level but it's especially so at prosecutors are the ones who get to decide that a plea deal happens Mm -hmm. that's why i bring that up specifically our vice president kamala harris was a mega cop and she i've heard if you say anything bad against her you're evil yeah i'm gonna continue to say (laughs) uh fuck cop kamala harris fuck that shit no don't care that she's BIPOC. Don't care that that person is a woman. It does not matter. Cop does not give a fuck about how you were born or what conditions you were born into. Cop is a choice. Skin color and gender, brain, whatever. How you're born doesn't make you or not make you a cop. Whether or not, like, define the. If, and if I go from if I if I take it a back, gay cop is still bad. If I take it back to going like, oh, I wonder what little Kamala Harris like as a child. Like if if you are an Indian American, if you're an Im- an immigrant, there's a reason that immigrants, the whole Irish cop uh, stereotype, uh, especially from Boston and around here. Yes. Like, oh, Chicago. The, oh, yes. The most shit on people. No. 
as much as people go F cops in general and roll their eyes at police in general today, especially after the protests and all the various killings of the last few years, like even more so in like the 1800s when we were like, no Irish may apply to this job. So immigrant groups get pushed into undesirable jobs. Cop at some level, though you are given some, uh, some like, like I guess systemic power, like you get some systemic protections for being a cop, yeah. but it is still a job that fundamentally a lot of people don't want to do. They kind of like swung around that for a bit, but it's becoming that again, right? The prestige of cop is going right back away. And it did not exist in like the 1800s when all the Irish cop stereotype was building itself up. So now you just end up with different immigrant group. Cop. Fu- the cycle well, fucking it's, it's continues. Not just, it's not just that. Capital it's, uses. Okay. It's not just that, too. So, okay, we, we say a cab, but like if you are in a heavily disenfranchised community, you can still, through a show of numbers, change out your police force. You can change your local electorate. So, like, this is kind of Most cops don't to, live where they police. They don't, but if enough of you get together, you can still do something the Black about Panthers. that. You're describing the Black Panthers. You stand around them holding guns. Yes. And that, <laughs> whoa, that's why California has gun laws. <laughs> History time. Or it turns out, like, in the Irish... Uh, you make yourself such a problem where, okay, you can have Irish cops. They had the like, like of, as, you can't profile an Irish person. They have the, at least the same skin color. Yeah. So it ends up being, okay, in exchange for higher social Mortality. capital, for not, <laughs> getting capital. Ki- for not being attacked by the authority figures, we will then become, we will become, we will do the dirty work. We will go and beat up. The brown skin people, so the other flavors of white people who currently run things, the Germans and British, they, right, even the Italians were shit on at that time. Like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, it's, fu- the only reason I bring this up is it's fucked up to see this cycle continue where who could be, yes, Indian Americans are treated more poorly than white Americans on a bell curve. Same thing with like men, all of those, all of these identity reasons that we would knee jerk want to support Kamala Harris. That just gets baked in to the class oppression of they would rather swap. Like, we're now getting diversity without systemic change, where it's yes more female prison guards. Like, don't abolish prisons. Just make sure everyone running the prison happens to be a woman. Gay Republicans. Does that make it better? More gay prison guards. More, more trans prison guards. <laughs> like, none of that changes the systemic issue at hand here. Chelsea it's just, Manning was sent to a women's prison. That's... I would prefer that. It is she still not. She shouldn't have gone to prison. Exactly. She got sent to prison for telling us how many people Obama was murdering overseas. <laughs> like, that's why. <laughs> I had to look up, is Chelsea Manning still in fucking prison? Because she got out, and then she was sent back by the Trump administration, and now she's back out again? I think so. Yes. As yeah. far as I know. Chelsea Manning, I know you're listening. Send us an email. Uh, tell us if you're home and safe and not in jail. <laughs> and then we can celebrate. But Google has told me that you are indeed out of prison. I remember the shot where they're like, out of prison, there was just a picture of their, like, converse. I do like, actually have a cancel corner topic. Another one? We're about to be, we are we're, we're over the, time. We have, we have not, like, made it explicitly furry yet, so let's do make it. it explicitly furry. Uh, we just had Midwest Fur Fest 2021 after not happening in 2020. Who got canceled? Well, it's someone who, all right, so I'm going to say their name, but, like, Diesel Raccoon was at Fur Fest. And uh, I did not witness it any myself, but I have heard from multiple sources, both people that did the verbal deeds themselves or was around others, 
that basically was anywhere Diesel went and was recognized was explicitly, verbally, publicly shunned. So Get much so that he deleted here. all of his known uh, oh, his Twitter social accounts, down again? social media. Uh, no, deleted all of them, and the new one's already here. They, and they, they are already called changing. out. Everyone knows who it is already. And so, like, this is, this is what we continue to do on this in that Diesel Raccoon, their actions continue to be shitty. And by all counts of everything they've said, I personally view Diesel Raccoon as an actual dangerous person. This is someone who openly says, I carry a handgun because black people scare me. This is someone who's one step away from murdering a motherfucker because black. They haven't, so I can't judge them on that. But uh, there's nothing saying Diesel isn't going to be a Rittenhouse. Like, D- someone like Diesel probably sees how Rittenhouse got away with it and goes, yeah. So as far as, like, the social consequences of what is damaging to the not guilty verdict and everything of Rittenhouse, yes, the system guaranteed that was going to be the outcome. But the further harm is it normalizes what Rittenhouse did. All of that aside, uh, what we as furries do and what we did as shunning this person and going, found him. That's Diesel. That's the extent of it. I don't want to see a quote tweet every time this fucking account tweets or says something shitty. All I want is, hey, I met this person. And someone goes, oh, yeah, that's Diesel. At some point, they're very statistically likely gonna shoot a black person. Move on. But don't make, like, don't, don't clout chase doing quote tweets and call outs. The, the, I'm using this as an example of, like, Furry kind of took care of itself, because if you didn't know Diesel was at the con, you didn't even know this happened. If you're talking about radicalization and trying to reduce the chances of somebody having a violent outburst, oh, like, because Diesel has definitely gone past the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I just ignored Diesel. We've You can't. We've, and we've already, as you just said, we've done the step of, like, identify the problem. And what I definitely do not want to see are people going around, like, physically fucking with the... I don't want to see, like, we beat up Diesel. It's like, oh, dude. No. If Diesel's attacking someone and you stop them, that's one thing. But I think shunning is one of the... We talk about humans being social creatures and how, what is it, solitary confinement is, is essentially, is torture. So, taking that down to shunning as a punishment being effective... Yes, I think that is as far as the Diesel punishment should go. Let's break it down. I would love if Diesel Dis- was Diesel's less material. Isolated. Well, but he's surrounded not, by people. He's in an echo chamber. It's he, not even that he's isolated because he's he isolated isn't. from cooler heads. Diesel is a Walmart employee. I, I at, at last I knew. Jesus, I'm not trying to like fucking go find Diesel. There's the Walmart. there's nothing wrong with being a Walmart employee, well, by the well, way. Oh, I say that to mean the opposite, which is to say Diesel is firmly a proletarian. Yes, like, absolutely. Diesel does not have. He does not run a convention. Uh, and ironically, he does not run furry. Diesel falls into the camp of people that will get uplifted by my goals being met. Yes, if everything we want happens, Diesel's life also. Will, Im- will be improved. And I actually, unironically, I sincerely want, not like because it's Diesel, but because Diesel is a human being, I want those material improvements. But in no way am I going to share a beer with that fuckwit as long as he's committed to hate. 
But, and that's like the dichotomy. That's what no one gets. All right, by being shunned from MFF and having to delete his Twitter and all of that, did that materially affect... It sure definitely gets, like, the point across without denying them. Because we Wait, live within the shit system. Did he lose his job because of getting shunned at MFF? No. Did he miss a rent payment because of getting shunned at MFF? It will not materially damage him other than socially. I am all for social punishments <laughs> because in our current hellscape ooh as much as i'm like yeah we should get blah blah fired it's like in the u.s being fired kind of can be a death sentence depending on who you are and the stakes are too fucking high for me to be making decisions as to who should and should the not be only able to time rent. my gut reaction is x person ooh. should be fired is if by keeping their job, they are perpetuating harm to innocent people. Well, it's also if they have any kind of power over the thing you care about. If yes. you're the fucking Walmart greeter, you don't really have any power over any of the things we're talking about. No. If you're a police officer, you have a lot of <laughs> direct power. Power over, over life over, and death. Over like, every, the ultimate power. You are the authority figure, the ultimate authority figure, the fatal authority figure in situations like that, so your responsibility is so much higher, whereas a lot of it is just, Man, that guy sure is a huge piece of shit, and I sure wish you would just fucking stop it so we could all just move on. <laughs> can I can I get can I bring this uh, a little bit personal? Yeah. This so it's a different topic. Um but there are there are multiple people I know. I'm not going to name a person, but uh there is there's someone that I have known that uh ended up going overseas uh, effectively for uh one of the basically the private uh, oh, they're like a, like a Blackwater, a military contractor. So, a, a military contractor, and that is what this person did, and I can say with all but a... I can say that, like, what they did in service of that was bad and evil, but they don't do that anymore. They are heavily PTSD and traumatized and damaged from it, so they are not actively doing that anymore. And I hadn't talked to this person in a while, and I ran into them at a con several months ago, and I thought, like, I thought internally I had decided that, like, okay, I am, I am not okay with what this person has done. And I started talking to them in person, and, like, I don't know how else to explain it, but there was a person in front of me that absolutely did bad things uh like this is this would be this is no different to me than if obama was right in front of me obama ordered the drone strikes and murder of several innocent civilians including an american citizen if you're comparing them to obama they better be the owner of blackwater they're not that's what i mean and that's the difference they're not obama. so they're a sergeant or whoever the fuck so the, the, if they were like bought into oh sorry in the blackwater case it would still be obama because he's the one who ordered them Correct. also huh. but what what i i guess like the internal struggle i had was i know a person did the utmost reprehensible thing to me because you know i'm a pacifist but they're not anymore and not only are they not anymore they they didn't know they were going to get ptsd and be heavily damaged permanently from that so like it's not that I have more empathy for someone who did a bad thing and then got wounded by it, but more like, what do we do? It, it, person... it, 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 right in front of, here, here's, here's the phrasing. Right in front of me was, do I subscribe to essentialism or no? 
are they a bad? And I could not in, and this is, I did know the person. I get along with this person. So there's bias there too. And like, I don't know how to rationalize it is really what it boils down to other than there's a person in front of me and what am I going to do? Send them to jail? They weren't the one in power. Like, yeah, quite literally, they have pulled the trigger, but that was in a context of, well, if they didn't, they'd die. If they didn't, they would lose their means and get fired. Like, how much, at, at, at what point is, are we ascribing the systemic responsibility? Like, that person did the action and they have to live with it and I will never forgive that, but at the same time, like, I can not forgive that and also recognize that that person doesn't do that anymore. This is where I don't know good, what to do. This is where our good-bad dichotomy and the, the, in, the reaction and desire to, to assign valor and assign heroes and villains to every situation starts breaking down. Because I'm sure if the person... If, if if people that they had harmed over in the, I'm assuming the Middle East, were also standing in front of you, you'd have some fucking opinions too. And it's, well, how responsible are they for their, for their own actions? Definitely more than zero. They have some responsibility for their actions, but also they are now within a conflict that was started by some guy they'll never meet to help some other guy they'll never meet to defeat a third person they will never meet. Because this, within... There is no ethical consumption under uh, capitalism. There is no valor in corporate warfare. There no. are only bad guys created on one... Well, I should say there are only bad guys on the one side. People who are just living in Afghanistan, like, ha ha ha, go about my life. I am an Afghan. They're fine. <laughs> they, yeah. they actually did nothing wrong in this situation. They're just trying to fucking live their lives. No, no, they did something wrong. They were born near they oil. Were, they were born near a guy who well, told someone yeah. else to fly a plane into a... And then they attacked a different country. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of these wars have actual... Like, it comes down to trying to figure out the why of, like, in 9-11, who was the good, who was the... Well, there's some clear, the people flying the planes. Yeah. Besides them... Do... do, (laughs) Parsing out who the good and bad is in imperialist war is essentially impossible. Not just impossible, it's kind of sort of, like, irrelevant. Yes. Unless that person could or can, if they were still working to continue the imperialist war, a little easier to make this decision. But if you're like veteran of imperialist war, like, hey, I'm really sorry that you got fucked up by that war, and I would love to make the medical care that you need accessible to you. And Let like, us now work together to, to end be, to imperialist clear, wars. To be clear, let, let's say this... this this person is, in a way, a victim of war, but in no way their victimhood balances out the fact that someone else is dead because of them, even though, like, the system was going to make sure innocent Afghans were going to die regardless of who pulled the trigger. That's so, a whole like, other layer, isn't it? It's if it dichotomy. wasn't them, it would be somebody. Yeah. So what does that do to their responsibility? I had never... And, and a friend of mine, like, talked to me about this basically saying like well i thought you had written them off and i'm like i thought i did too and then a person was in front of me and i had empathy and i have been conflicted ever since to finalize because we are so over time if we were if you want to get down to it and how i believe like what my ideals are if i'm called an idealist here are my ideals the idea that any human is 
is beyond is is not worth it. Is not worth talking to. You'll hear people on the left flip, flippantly throw on like, oh yeah, well they're just blah 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 from blank state with blank belief system. We can just ignore them, forget them. If you truly mean that, what you're saying is they may as well be dead because they're essentially enemy fucking combatants and they could they are the fucking blue team in Halo and we are the red team in Halo and simply nothing can change that because they're wearing the blue. And I am just never ready to admit that or to accept that yes this human is beyond even trying. Because even if you are a mass murderer, yeah, you need to fucking be probably away from everyone in a secure area. But are we going to, like, hook you up to a torture machine until you eventually die of natural causes? Like, I don't believe in that. I don't think it is ever worth stopping trying because that kind of speaks to the whole philosophy, isn't it? We have problems that may seem unsolvable, but if we say we give up, that would be unacceptable. I agree. We must continually try, and I take that on the systemic level. I take that on the personal level. If you truly think someone is not worth trying, remove them from your life, and hopefully some other human is willing to try with them because I think everyone is worth And I think that that is a a personal safety mechanism. There is nothing wrong as an individual drawing this line of going... A common one I say is, if someone starts echoing QAnon shit at me... On an individual interpersonal level, I have zero desire to spend my life and time on that person. That person is clinically brainwashed, and what it takes to undo that, I am not capable and or willing to do. Think about like medical things. If someone was bleeding on the street, you wouldn't go, I must save every medically hurt person, but you would also go, every medical hurt person could be and should be helped. Yes. It's not my job to do everyone. But hopefully you pick up a couple, at least the people in your general circle. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the whole, like, if you really want into shared responsibility, you know, talk to your friends and family. <laughs> Which won't cause the revolution if we all just do that. But when we talk about who will deal with X, who will deal with Y, it's like, well, people locally will deal with their local issues. And if they're given, even if that deal with is just giving that person the resources to help themselves. Which is okay. very, very commie. Help people help themselves. <laughs> All right, freaking outro us. Uh, this has been Last Minute Politics. We've been jumping around a whole bunch because uh, fucking MFF just happened. We're and... here. We're mad. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to take it anymore. Uh, I'm Pepper Coyote. I'm Dragor. Blah, 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 blah. Please look us up on all of our, like... If you don't tell your friends about this show, no one will tell people about this show. <laughs> Link it Wait, to somebody. We will. Well, we are, but you know, we have a limited reach. Word of mouth is the only way that anybody cares about any of this. We are a leftist project explicitly talking about Marxism in a positive way. No algorithm is going to give us to anybody. So please, if you have friends who are looking for media sources that aren't telling you the exact same fucking thing everyone else is maybe us or maybe someone smarter than well maybe someone who has a more concise way of expressing our comradic ideas but we have been last minute politics bye